Hi, and welcome to Math Amusings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math Amusings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math Amusings. Today's date is Friday, March 4th, 2022. This is Season 2, Episode 9 of our show. And as a matter of fact, uh, this is going to be the last episode detailing my book of 15 years ago uh, called The Other Side of the Coin. This is uh, part nine of nine, you might say, today. You've been wondering when it's going to end. This is sort of uh, the surprise ending. I haven't uh, haven't telegraphed uh, when it's going to end yet. The book uh, sort of came to its own surprise ending early part of March 2006, and it's this time of year I always think of uh, think of the book and think of the story. As I've said, I don't think of the book too often. I think of the story, and I think of the events of my life, early days of 2006. If you're wondering about the impetus of the book, it went something like this, in case you haven't heard the first eight episodes. I read a book, along with most of America in 2001, a book called Nickel and Dimed, written by famous author Barbara Ehrenreich, who, in the story poses as an impoverished person, takes minimum wage jobs, and writes about her experiences of the struggle. The trouble is, the the book is just, it's one giant self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, if you want to make life look difficult, you can make life look difficult. Nobody does that, though. Nobody goes through life trying to make it hard. You shouldn't, anyway. You should go through life trying to succeed, whether whether you're starting on first base, second base, or third. Uh... Try to succeed. Try to try to do something in your life. Try to uh, work and succeed and move up. And uh, if, it, if it takes you a long time or if it's if it's struggle, well, that's part of it. That's part of it. And uh, the my thesis going into the book was that all of us can succeed even if you show up in a town where you don't know anyone and only have a few bucks in your pocket and just a willingness to work and a willingness... Uh, try to make it. And that was uh, what I did January and February of 2006. By the time early March had rolled around, I'd I'd pretty much made it. And as I detailed last week, I'd sort of become the same person I was in Binghamton, the early 20s version of Mike O'Connell, who worked part-time in a restaurant, worked part-time as a musician, and uh, read a lot of books, uh, wrote a lot of stuff, and uh, was busy writing this book and um, living living life to its uh, fullest. And I, I had met people and made friends and um, kept in contact with some people in Binghamton. One you'll hear about now as I introduce a new character to the show. And his name was Joe Sullivan, my friend since the Reagan administration, I'm always fond of saying. And my best friend since about fourth grade, since the two of us were in fourth grade, and one of a very small number of people I had told about my planned journey before I embarked upon this journey. So I read Nickel and Dimed in the fall of 2001. An interesting time to be in college, by the way. This is an interesting time to be alive. And... uh, I want to say this was like spring or summer 2002, maybe. 
Joe and I, have, of all things, I still remember this. We were on a, a road trip. We were headed up to Turning Stone, the casino in upstate New York, which is probably about an hour and a half or so from Binghamton. And on this car ride, I was talking to Joe about my plan to write a book in response to nickel and dime, like the free market response, where you know, like you start off as a bum, but to try to be a you know a good one, you try to do a good job of it, and try to get out of that and and do better and succeed. And um, Joe was I, he was the first person I ever told about this idea, and uh, one of a handful of people that I even admitted to, like even very shortly before I un- undertook this uh, journey at the at the stroke of. Uh, Midnight, January 1st, uh, 2006. Um, and I, well, I should say that, that last, those last couple of weeks I'd, I'd told everybody and I'd made a big show of it. But Joe was uh, the first person that I, I talked to about this. And uh, as a matter of fact, the only person I really kept in contact with January and February, we, we talked to many times on the phone. And the only person I was going to allow to visit me as uh, as a visitor to my North Carolina life. I invited Joe in February of 2006. He had an unusual work schedule. It was, uh, I still remember this now, he worked Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then he was off on Thursday and Friday, but he had to work Saturday, and that was was every week. So every week he had uh, Thursday and Friday off. And I said, you know, it's a, it's a long drive, but if, if you're willing to do it and just hang out with me for 48 hours, sure. After work on uh, on Wednesday, you know, come down. You'd be here, you know, late on Wednesday night. But we got all day Thursday and Friday, and then and head back uh, head back north. And that was the plan. That uh, final Wednesday Thursday in February of 2006, Joe was supposed to visit me. And when he called and canceled at the last minute, I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, but he gave the only response that I could have possibly accepted, which was, it was about a girl. Okay, if it's about a girl, fine. I understand. Um, it's say no more, right? Say no more. And uh, the, so the, the date was moved to the, the following week. And this would have been March 2nd. 2006. That was a Thursday. And, um, well, I guess March 1st would have been the Wednesday. I just leave work on, you know, Wednesday, a decent hour. You'd, you'd be able to drive down here and uh, stay over Wednesday night and Thursday. So he calls me that uh, Wednesday evening and said, uh, oh, you know, I have a chance to, you know, my uh, lady in question is working late and, you know, I just want to talk to her. Okay, okay. I'm going to leave real early the next morning. Okay, okay. So I'm going to leave at like 5 a.m. on Thursday morning. Great. You'll be, you'll be here by noon. Fantastic. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a time. You come down. And uh, this Thursday, March 2nd, 2006, uh, I'm expecting Joe any time here. And I, and I, I know his, uh, his routine. It, you know, he's going to call me. When he's, you know, he'll claim to be an hour away, and then he'll he'll call me in an hour, and he'll tell me he's two hours away, and and like that, I, I know he's going to be late. We'd we'd been friends for twenty years. I I know how he operates, and uh, that's fine. I know he'd be there eventually. But it's weird that that I I never got the call. 
until I did not get a call from him. I got a call from my dad. This was about five o'clock in the afternoon. My dad called me and said that um, the Pennsylvania State Police had found Joe's car off the side of the road in 81. He didn't make it. My best friend, Joe Sullivan, was, was dead at 23. And this is like losing, more than losing a brother. This, this is like this is like losing a, a spouse. That's the only way I could think of it. Like, we were going to spend our lives together. I mean, we're, we're going to, you know, go on family vacations with, with our kids someday. And, you know, we're going to be the best man at each other's weddings. I mean, we, we already talked about that. But before we even met the girls we were going to marry, we said, no, we'll, we'll be each other's best man someday. I made note of that at my own wedding several years later when I left that spot vacant in his honor. But no, his, his life uh, ended right there on Route 81 up against a, up against a tree. If you're headed, uh, headed up uh, 81 around uh, Pine Grove, Pennsylvania, you can, you can see that tree. Joe's family has, uh, has marked it with his name and some pictures and memorabilia around there. I, that evening, I had to admit to the, the Wing Zone people, the restaurant where I worked, like, look, this, this is what I've been doing. I've, I've been writing a book, but it's just taken an awful turn and talk about, you know, bad ending. And uh, I, had to, I had to go back home. But if, if you'll have me, I'd, I like working here. I'll, I'll come back next week. Just, you know, put me on the schedule for next week. And I, and I did. I went home and uh, to Joe's uh, viewing the funeral and God, it was like a, it was like a class reunion, you know, meeting all the the class of two thousand people, and like a family reunion. I mean, I I consider Joe's family my family. I like I still do, I still consider Joe's family my family. And uh, I class two thousand. I mean, I we we have this one thing in common. It, it's a little awkward for me now when I when I run into class of two thousand people, unless you were my true friend before. The only thing you ever want to talk to me about is, hey, remember Joe Sullivan? Well, yeah, of course I remember Joe Sullivan. I think about him about, I don't think 15 minutes has gone by in uh, since 2006 that I haven't thought about Joe Sullivan. Um, and it, as a matter of fact, I, I never have gone to an actual class reunion, and I, I never will. Um, this is, it's too painful to, to see people from my high school. But, but that weekend, it was okay. I didn't mind seeing people. Um, following that... Uh, experience in, in my life when I, I went back to North Carolina and um, well it, it wasn't it wasn't as interesting anymore the uh, my North Carolina life wasn't that interesting the book it wasn't that interesting running for New York State Senate as as I had planned to do it wasn't that interesting Joe was going to be my campaign manager it wasn't interesting without him just politics in general it wasn't interesting without him life wasn't interesting without him for for a couple of years, like sure, I found things to do, but it, well, it's different. It just, just wasn't the same. Until I, I met um, the person um, who was was at that level, and a couple of years after that, I, I married her, and I I met my future wife. Uh, this is two thousand eight now, and I, 
started teaching at uh, Broome Community College. That was also 2008. And I, I kind of started my new life. And th th this is the real me. I, I met my wife and started my career being a teacher. That, um, that, that kind of brought me back to reality. And um, I've found some things to do since then, you know, start a podcast, uh, <laughs> among other things, have a child. And, uh, I, I mean, a day doesn't go by that I don't think, you know, well, this would be cool if me and my wife and my son could hang out with Joe and his wife and their child or children. Um, I, I, I think about that every day. But I, I have found ways to uh, find joy in this life because, you know, take it when you can. You, you never know. The, the point is to... You know, just keep going, keep going. What, whatever happens, keep going. Things will come up that are unexpected. That was one of my dad's final uh, final words to me. My father died about a year after this. Actually, not even a year after this. And uh, one of his final things to me was, "You never know. Things are going to come up you, you don't expect. You just got to got to keep going. Find happiness in this world." You know, and there's a Woody Allen movie called "Whatever Works." Just filch whatever joy out of life you can. Whatever works. And um, yeah, I think I've, I've been doing a pretty good job. The book didn't turn out exactly as I had planned. I know how it ends. That's how it ends. And with this idea that, uh, well, life, life is short, sometimes way too short, and you, you never know. If you're ever given a choice, choose happiness and surround yourself with people that, that you love and who love you and find things that, that make life worth living. I hope you have enjoyed the program today and the conclusion to the story of my life early 2006. Starting next week, we'll get back into regular programming, but I hope you've enjoyed these last uh, few weeks as uh, we've uh, recounted those tales. It's been somewhat therapeutic for me as well. The name of the show is Math and Musings. My name is Mike O'Connell. For more information about me or about the program or to comment, questions, criticisms, well, you can go to MikeOConnellJr.com and I'll see you on the radio next week. <laughs>